So Chris, uh, how would you assess the uh, first couple days here and what's the experience been like? I mean, you're an older veteran guy. You obviously take a look at the uh, uh, the depth chart for the team. So, you know, from your perspective, how do you think it's gone through the first couple of days and why did you specifically target Edmonton? Because you had other options. Yeah. Um, I think it's been going pretty good. I think uh, I've been feeling pretty good on the ice and, um, you know, just seeing all the guys and the skill and the talent coming up is exciting as uh, a guy who watched from the outside for many years too. So to kind of be able to play with them up close and see them has been good. And um, yeah, for myself having, you know, a lot of options and a lot of possibilities, the big thing for me was um, being close to home as well as trying to be a part of a team that wants to win. And um, uh, Edmonton, I mean, you, you you don't look much further than who they got up the middle. And as a winger, hopefully, if I can try to crack a lineup, I can be privileged enough to play with one of those guys and uh, and hopefully contribute to a winning team. So there's there's a few factors that went into it. And being close to home was a big thing for me with my two kids being very young. And um, also, like I said, I, w- I want to win. I want to win every night. And, and I believe Edmonton's going in the right step. So right now, three of those centers aren't here. Guys, got to be flexible and show that you can maybe do it. I mean, how much? I don't know how much center you played in the past. I always thought of you as a winger. And how much right versus left wing? Like, what percentage do you think was the breakdown? I'd probably say 45, 45 uh, on left, on right throughout my career, and then the rest on center. So yeah, yeah, I played. Anywhere from five to ten percent of my career up the middle, not too much more than that. Um, it's been uh, mainly wing uh, for the most part, but either right or left. I, in Chicago, it switched pretty much daily. Q had me on the right one day, left on the other day, and then in the middle the next day. So it, it kind of changed uh, depending on injuries and depending on who he had going, because he's a guy who really likes his horses going. So he really rotates guys in and out with certain guys. Um, I played with Patrick Kane for a lot of my time there too at times and I'd play always the left wing with him and uh, when he'd move me down generally to more of a checking line I'd play the right wing so it's kind of with Chicago was like that and Carolina was left wing LA was right wing so it's, it's always changed. Uh, the Blackhawks ascension to the top was quite rapid really when you take a look at it and it, you know people forget that you know Seabrook and Keith were already there and then Kane and Taze came in the same year but one's like are there certain things that occur with a team where you can where you know the progression's inevitable and it's going to take place and conversely I mean you haven't always been part of great team I mean you're in you know there's been some stops along the way that didn't always work out so maybe discuss sort of the contrast and when you know with a group that they're ready to take that step forward well it was Chicago I remember coming in and I was up and down that year when Kane and Taze first made their full step and uh, you could kind of feel it turn then. We were a little bit out of the playoffs that year, and you could see that there was some coming together. And But the guys, us guys down in Rockford, we had a very good team, very young, skilled team of Brower, Bufflin, and, and all as such. And we, we all worked together in the minors for a year and a half, two years, and we're up and down. Uh, and then all came together that year, 8 09. And uh, I think we shocked a lot of people yeah. because guys didn't know how good 
players like Buffer and Brower and myself. So uh, I think we caught a lot of teams off guard that year. And then the next year was a year where we had to back it up and prove it again. But we were definitely sheltered by good veterans too. I think that was a big thing. We brought in guys like Madden and Hosts that are helped the process uh, to back it up in 2009, 2010. Um, and then you get Campbell on the back end. So we were surrounded by a lot of good veterans. Uh, and not only that, we were all guys that wanted to out-compete each other every night, which is kind of internal competition we had, and we found a way to do it. And in different uh, instances, I mean, I went to Florida, and we didn't make the playoffs in 11 years and um, helped make a team make the playoffs yeah. in 11 years. So, and that was my, yeah, that was my year before I had all my injuries and everything. But um, that's where I felt like I was a top guy and helped the team get to the playoffs as a top guy. So it's been, it's been different different uh, I guess a different path for me everywhere going through different uh, roles and different uh, playing I guess different uh, I, I don't even really know how to explain it that way but just uh, different roles I would say and different times, different times and uh, different t periods of my career so um, that was a quick turnaround and then the next year obviously with Florida we had a bit of a rough go with injuries and stuff like that but um, yeah so some turnarounds happen at different times I don't know what it is but mainly it all comes with buying and internal competition I think most logical I mean you take a look at the left side there's Milan Maroon who's dropped quite a bit of weight and then there's uh, Pouliot who's been quite productive relative to the games and then Hendricks so it's the best opportunity do you think for the right side or do you think it's more as a swing guy I just think my opportunity is going to come whenever uh, uh, Todd sees fit for me I don't know what position that might be where it might be but and I don't even know I, I actually can't even answer that question right now because uh, I still got to go out there and play right. and try to earn a earn a possibility for Todd to even put me in that position so uh, I'm not really thinking about left or right right now uh, I'm just trying to go out and play in these scrimmages and show everyone that I'm not trying to do like I'm not trying to go out there and do too much but I'm playing my game you know show that I can skate so that I can play the game I mean uh, like I said before my stats last year I believe still prove I can play at a high level and and do stuff at a high level and um, so that's that's mainly for me it's just to still prove I can play and then hopefully earn that opportunity for Todd to put me in the situation and just to clarify, uh, with the insurance situation over in Europe, yeah. uh, because you've already obviously been cleared yeah. here, you passed your physical here. Fitness testing, past fitness testing, physicals, and it's it's not that the coaches and, and the GM over in Bern, they really pushed for me hard. They had a lot of issues with guys who had pre-existing conditions, and I had hip surgery, and when they see uh, pre-existing conditions in the body, in insurance over there, illness only covers a small part of your um, contract, and last year they had a few guys that um, decided to go get surgery, and the team had to cover most of the contract and premiums and uh, so it, it's a really expensive process over in Switzerland for uh, the teams on an insurance front and I didn't want to play without being fully covered and that's what it came down to. I passed all the physicals, I passed all the medicals there but what it come down to is the insurance and what we couldn't agree on uh, in the end when I was there and that's pretty much it.